Lord Bloodraw's nerve-wracking auditorium is made possible by Lord Bloodraw's Patreon supporters. Lord Bloodraw keeps the love of vintage horror and science fiction alive with three weekly shows. The Nerve-Wracking Auditorium, Lord Bloodraw's Nerve-Wracking Theater, the long-running syndicated TV series presenting horror and science fiction feature films, and the Patreon-exclusive series Lord Bloodraw's Cathode Zone, presenting episodes of classic genre TV shows. For more info, and to see the premiere episode of Lord Bloodraw's Cathode Zone, go to patreon.com slash lordbloodraw. Ah, I'm so glad you're here. Allow me to introduce myself. I am Lord Bloodraw. I host horror and science fiction films on my TV series, Lord Bloodraw's Nerve Rack and Theater, but here, in this cool, intimate darkness, I'll be presenting tales of horror and the uncanny solely for you, alone. In this auditorium within your mind, you will coalesce the settings and the players from the ether of your imagination. Your terror will be your own creation. This is the sorcery of sound, the subtle magic of old-time radio. Horror. Horror. at the door. You will not need them. This is Lord Bloodraw's nerve-wracking auditorium. Patience is a virtue. Patience is bitter, but its fruit is sweet. Beware the fury of a patient man. (laughs) These old quotes about the benefits of patience are, though quite true, rather limited in their scope. Limited because they pertain only to the living, the dead. The dead know patience. And when the dead reach the end of their patience? Here's a tale on that very subject. From the Hall of Fantasy comes the tale The Twisting Weeds of Death. And now, The Hall of Fantasy. Welcome to The Hall of Fantasy. Welcome to the series of radio dramas dedicated to the supernatural, the unusual, and the unknown. Come with me, my friend. We shall descend to the world of the unknown and forbidden, down to the depths where the veil of time is lifted, and the supernatural reigns as king. Come with me and 
right on through, Doc. All right. Don't look like anyone's been in here for years. Still in pretty good condition, though. Yeah. Now, let's see. That room should be over here. The door's open. Let's see what's in there. There doesn't seem to be anything in here. You sure you saw what you did, Bob? I'm not lying to you, Sheriff. I know I did. Well, there's nothing in here now. Just a minute. What do you see? Over here. Look at the floor. It's soaking wet. And there's seaweed on it. He's right, Doc. That is seaweed. When I saw her, her hair, it looked like it was covered with seaweed. In just a moment... The Hall of Fantasy will present The Twisting Weeds of Death. The old house stands on the bluff overlooking the sea about three miles out of town. It's been empty for almost 20 years. Through the seasons of the year, it stands there, buffeted by the sea wind, tempered by the rain and snow, till its color is changed to a dirty gray. No one goes near it. That stormy night so many years ago, no one goes near it. The old wives say that death is in that house. My name is Jason Fielding. I'm sure it'll seem you. The job doesn't really amount to much except in the summer when the city folks move in. Even then, my main worry is to make sure the young ones don't get out of hand. That night, the night it began, I was over at Doc Jordan's place. Usually of an evening when he isn't out on the call and when I'm not making my rounds, you'll find me there playing the longest tournament of chess in history. Your move, Doc. Now, don't press me, Jason. I have to think this out. You've been thinking it out for ten minutes, Doc. You just wait now. There. <laughs> Did it take all that time for you to figure that move out? Now, look here. Oh, it might be Mrs. Lord. Wife's going to have a baby. Uh, come in. I figured I'd find you here, Sheriff. What's the matter, Bob? Uh, I was out walking along the shore down by the old house. What are you doing down there, Bob? Your mother won't like that. I can't help it. I was walking, like I said, and I, I, I saw a queer kind of light coming from one of the windows. A light in the old house? That's right, Sheriff. What did you do? Well, I was curious, so I decided I'd go over and take a look. I stayed in the shadows and crept up to the window. What did you see? A murder. What? That's right. This girl was in the room seeing a man. I, I couldn't see his face because his back was to me. The girl was backing away from him, and he had a scarf or something in his hands, and he kept walking towards the girl, and she kept crying out, No, you don't know what you're doing. And then he reached the girl and wrapped the scarf or whatever it was around her neck, and he, he, he choked her to death. Why didn't you do something? Because I was scared, Sheriff. I, I couldn't hardly move. But when she screamed, I'll never forget it. That scream. I snapped out of the trance I was in, but it was too late. So I ran all the way back to town to find you. Did you see the man's face? No, sir. His back was always turned to me. You and me were going back there, Bob. You want to come along, Doc? Yeah. There was a queer thing about that girl, Sheriff. Her hair. It looked like seaweed. That's the way it started. The three of us went outside and got into my car. It only took us a few minutes to reach the old house, even though the road leading up to it was gutted and overgrown with weeds. Bob Stanley said he saw a light burning. When we got there, everything was dark. This is good 
You mean he was out there alone? Yes, he came into town and got me. Will you show me his room, please? Oh, yes, of course. Never done anything like this before. Such a nice boy. I know that, Mrs. Stanley. This is his room. Do you see what I mean, Sheriff? It's wet. The whole room, it's, it's wet. And, and the seaweed. Look at the seaweed. I see it, Mrs. Stanley. Did you hear anything tonight? Hear anything? What do you mean? After you'd gone to bed, did you hear anything? No, I... Now, just a minute. I'm not sure, but I thought I heard a scream. A scream? That's right. I, I didn't hear it at all well. It was, it was just there. I felt it more than I heard it. How did you discover that Bob was missing? I couldn't sleep. I came into his room to see if he was covered, but he was gone. Now, now, Mrs. Stanley, we'll get him back for you. Ever since his father died, he, he's been my whole life. I don't know what I'll do if anything happened to him. I'll do my best, Mrs. Stanley. Where is the sheriff? What's happened to him? And, and why is this room like this? I stopped at Doc Jordan's, but he wasn't home. I figured that Mrs. Lord must be having her baby. I took a gun with me because I wasn't sure what I'd find out there. Yes. 
want you to come back to town with me, Bob. I want to show you a picture. A picture of a girl who's been missing for 20 years. Dark Jordan and I helped into a seat. There was an odor of old rotting seaweed that clung to it. I put my arm around him and helped him up to my car. Then we drove to town in my office. Dr. Jordan followed us in his car. Sit down, Bob. Thanks, sir. I'm going to show you a picture. I want you to tell me if the picture is the same as the girl you saw tonight. Feel all right now, Bob? Yeah, Doc. I'm all right. Yeah, here it is. Take your time about it, Bobby boy. Here. Well? That's her, all right. Only the color of her hair is different now. It's green. Green like seaweed. Whose picture is that, Jason? Elaine Scotts. Elaine Scotts. She's been missing for 20 years. Not missing, Doc. I side with the folks around here who say she's dead. Don't be a fool, Jason. Just because someone leaves town suddenly without telling anyone, there's no reason to believe she's dead. Maybe not. My mom told me she was killed. It's all conjecture. The whole town seems to think that house is haunted. Why, Sheriff? That's the house where Elaine Scott lived, Bob. That's the place where she was last seen alive. That's right. It's a birthday party. You were there, Jason. So was I. All the eligible bachelors in town were there. Elaine lived there with her maiden aunt. Her folks were dead. The morning after the party, they found her aunt dead and no trace of Elaine. It was just as if she disappeared from the face of the earth. Elaine's aunt was strangled to death. And Elaine was killed, too, only we never could find her body. That's where I think you're wrong, Jason. I don't think she was killed. I think she left town after she killed her aunt. Elaine wouldn't have hurt a fly, Doc. People aren't what they appear to be on the outside, Jason. You know that as well as I do. Was he a man or a woman? Only as they look on the outside. We don't know all the little workings of their minds. We don't know what a man really thinks. You're right, Doc. We don't know. There's lots of things in this world of ours that are mighty strange. Things we can't explain. Things we aren't able to say are impossible. Like a sixth sense that warns you of danger. Like hearing someone's voice just as they die. Even though a continent separates you. Like hearing the voice of the dead when they've been gone for years. What do you mean? That's what I think happened tonight. What's the date, Bob? The 25th of May. That's right. What was the date that Lane Scott disappeared, Doc? May 25th. That's right. Twenty years ago tonight, Elaine Scott disappeared from the face of the earth. And tonight she's come back. Come back to point out the person who killed her. Jordan, Bob Stanley, and myself. Something had happened that night. Something I couldn't explain or understand. For Elaine Scott, dead for 20 years, had reappeared 20 years to the night she disappeared. You don't mean to tell me, Jason, that you believe the dead can return? I believe a lot of things, Doc. People might laugh at me for saying it, but I do believe they can in one way or another. Well... What are we going to do? You said she led you into the house, Bob, and she pointed to something. Did she say anything then? No, she... Yes. Yes, she did. She said, this is where it happened, before we went downstairs. Before we went downstairs. 
Do you know what she was trying to tell you? She wants you to know where her body is. You sound like an ignorant fool, Jason. Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. We're going back out there, Bob. All right. You want to come along, Doc? Yes, I guess so. This time I'm going to take a gun along. What for? Handy things to have around, a gun. That's a ghost, Bob. So a gun won't do you any good, Jason. I got my reasons. Come on, let's go. Crazy. I don't think so. 
comes back to me now, all of it. You stayed behind after the rest of us left. What happened? portrayed in these programs are fictional, and any similarity to actual events or persons living or dead is purely coincidental. fury of a patient ghost. <laughs> Elaine Scott can rest easy now. Her murderer has paid the price. But what about everyone else involved? Now that they know, 
now that they have seen the dead return to exact revenge, how will they rest? How will you? Thank you for joining me in the Nerve Rackin Auditorium, and I hope you'll come again. But now it's time for you to rejoin the, uh, real world. I am Lord Bloodraw, and I'll be waiting here for you in the shadows of your mind until the next time you seek the darkness. Good night. <laughs>